Hello, you're listening to Inkling Nation, the podcast about Splatoon, Splatoon 2, and occasional Nintendo news. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm Jamie. Our Inklings are named... Jamie. And Alex. That started suddenly. It did. I didn't give you any warning. You were no. like mid-gulp when I uh, I didn't even like out. get any yogurt or anything ready to eat. I don't oh anything. yeah, that was a that, that was a little inside uh, baseball here, listeners. Mm. Uh, last step, Jamie was eating yogurt the entire time. Oh man, strawberries are in season and blueberries, so good. And now peaches. So oh, yeah, we're peaches. probably just peaches on the pod. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our sponsor. Oh yeah, let's uh, get our sponsor words in. Listeners, let me tell you about my game Robo v Dino. You and your friends pick up garbage, which is cool of you, then you throw the garbage at dinosaurs, which isn't cool of you, but it is cool. Fight off fire-breathing T-Rexes and evade charging Dimetrodons in dinosaur habitats like the Dinosaur, the Stalker Exchange, and the Rarcade. Score points by picking up KO dinosaurs before they wake up and throw them into the dumpsters, claw grabbers, and party boats. Robo v Dino is for players of all ages, skill levels, and for friends that like working together for the high score. But Alex, you say, somehow knowing my name, can I experience this fossil fueled arcade action single player? That's a yes, my friend, a big yes. Robo v Dino is out now for $4.99 on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Visit Steam and search Robo v Dino. That's R O B O V D I N O. Or visit robovdino.com for more info. Now back to your show. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> sorry. Too much energy. Ugh, sorry. Sorry there. That was good. Every time I hear our sponsor, I just want to buy eight more copies. Me too. Um, I've sold nine copies. Eight of them have been mine. Yeah, and I bought the other one. Oh, jeez. Oh, well. Okay, so uh, let's talk about another video game. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's also multiplayer. It's called Splatoon 2. Um, I hear tell that there's been a Splatfest recently. Yep. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the last pod. The um, problematic things aside, it's uh, well, I guess it isn't problematic. It just has the perception of being so. But it's uh, inkling. It's not inklings versus octolings. It is uh, octopuses versus squids. Team squid versus team octopus. And I'm very strongly team squid. Not I'm very strongly team octopus. Not team inkling. But I really do like squid. Yeah, the octolings are super cute. I, I can't imagine anybody being, like, anti-octoling. Yeah, no, they're deceptively cute. Yeah, totally. They're totally up to something. But anyway, I've just always enjoyed squid more, so. So, uh, let's let's talk results. Jamie, which one is more popular? Octoli- or octopus. <laughs> that, was, that was you. And I knew, so we knew I'm that gonna, already, I'm gonna though. I'm going to take a big gulp here uh, while you read the rest of the results. I don't have them in front of me. Do you have them? Let me pretend that, that, you know, I mean, you just say, I mean, oh. already. Right, I don't know the per- I don't know the percentages, but Squid won both the singer, single and the team matches. So the two, I, I gagged on when I was drinking. Uh, that was very, very well acted. Um, yeah, which I knew because I won. Did a- you? Yeah, what? I won a, a lot against Team Octopus. And you played against a lot of Team Octopus, so clearly Octopus was more popular because everyone wanted to play as an Octoling, even if you didn't have the expansion. So yeah, that's it's cool. the, the poor man's uh, Octo expansion to try and like drive sales. Maybe I don't know why they would do that. I'm always thinking too deeply into why Nintendo plans Splatfest the way they do. I buy that. And uh, I, I just looked up my. Uh, I definitely helped in no way. Um, 
the uh, my battle stats are 25 victories to 25 defeats during the Splatfest. So it came out even. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I like neither helped nor uh, uh, hindered. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I wasn't doing my part. I wasn't uh, flipping the odds for the octopuses. You know, I was doing really well for Team Squid, and then I was doing so well that it was kind of boring, so I started switching to different weapons and <laughs> made myself use all of the weapons in my inventory, and then I started losing a lot more. Yeah. But it was fun to use the other weapons. Yeah, it's fun to, like, if you just buy something just because, like, oh, that looks cool, and they never use it again, sometimes it's fun to just go back and, like, try to learn it. found out I'm actually really good with the ink brush. I mean, I like the octo brush, but... I was really good with the ink brush too. The ink brush is definitely a weird animal. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's like kind of the defining weapon of the, um, uh, like it was the defining weapon of brushes, but the octo brush is what most people use. Yeah, I like the octo brush. Totally, it's a good weapon. So, but everyone gets some sea snails. So in the end, really, there aren't any losers. Yeah, I gotta get my uh, sea snails before um, I guess merch eats them. I don't know. I really liked um, the Shifty Station this time. How did you feel about it? I don't know. It was it was definitely confusing. Um, like to like at the very end of the Splatfest, I felt like I started to understand like um, h- how you could play to, uh, like how you could apply strategy to it. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like the um, it was definitely like the hardest one of all the Shifty Stations that I played in terms of understanding how to win at it. See, I think it made more sense than the one where, like, you started with the entire field open, and then you had walls that would drop and yeah, seal that stuff one was off. Really crazy. That one was hard because if you missed it, then you missed it, and there was no going back. This one I liked because it was the opposite, and you had to open the different gates using by um, inking the enemy's little wobble ball thing. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, tentacle. I guess. Or oh yeah, it looks like one of the car dealership uh, it, uh, inflatable characters. Yeah. So you had to ink those until they burst, and then that would open the gates for you, and then you could have access to more of the field, which was cool. I like that. So Splatoon, uh, uh, Splatoon, I guess unexpectedly uh, weighs in on a social commentary in this way. Maybe to resolve our conflicts, we should be opening doors and walls instead of blocking them off or building walls indeed <laughs> or dropping glass domes yeah good call so yeah that's the splatfest results uh sorry octopuses we lost that's okay the team giant squid won. love giant squid so cool and mysterious even totally. in this modern age so that's the splatfest um we could talk about another recent event in Splatoon. What? Uh, we missed this last week. Uh, we missed a. We, we missed didn't a even week, do a so podcast. We didn't. Uh, all Grizzco weapons for Salmon Run. That was super fun. That was really fun. I hope uh, they bring that, that back soon. We maintained professional, which was good. Yeah, we shopped like uh, I think two hundred. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think we've ever come close to that high. Nope. And what, which Grizzco weapon was your favorite? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Um, the Grisco Slosher is hilarious to use because it's it, it's like throwing paint on the moon. Well, um, and you can use it to like bring down the Fly Fisher and like all of those weapons in one hit. Oh yeah, it's it is insane how powerful it is. It's uh, like it feels like a special weapon, but for every shot, um, I would say maybe the Grisco Charger is my favorite. Um, listeners, if you can get a chance to use it, the Grisco Charger is sort of like the Bamboozler, has an incredibly short charge up time. But it has performance like an e-leader. 
And its ink consumption is absurd. It's, like, as bad as, if not worse, than the E-Leader. So, like, one shot will just, like... Uh, one, I think I count, I think, seven shots is all you can pull out of it before your ink runs dry. So you have to be really careful with it. I still didn't do very good with the Charger. I did okay with the Slosher. And I did okay with the... Wasn't there a blaster? I think the blaster was fine. Yeah, the Grisco blaster. It, actually, it felt like it was almost like the, maybe like the, in terms of just raw damage he can do, it felt like the weakest, but it's still far and above any normal weapon. Wasn't there an umbrella that didn't actually have the Brilla part? Yeah, the Grisco Brilla. Yeah. It's just a broken umbrella that is incredibly powerful. That one was fun too. I liked all of them. It was just a fun set. Yeah, I hope, I hope Nintendo does that like maybe like once a month. Just yeah. throw in there as a surprise. Yeah, to let you some people power up who are really bad at seven run, like me. So, uh, other weapon news: the blah blobber. Blah blobber. It's like a blah 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 from uh, Arrested Development. Blah blobber. So uh, yeah, it's a uh, uh, is it a new class of weapon or just a slosher? What, what do you think you'd say? I would call it a slosher, I guess. I think so too. It seemed, it felt like it was part of that class. Yeah. It feels like maybe it's like another weapon to kind of ground the uh, explosion because that one is so antithetical to all the other sloshers. Well, the, way it works. I, the thing I don't like about the explosion is that it gives you such a thin trail you can't actually swim in its like path. You cannot, and other ones you can, which is what I like about sloshers. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like if uh, I, I like how you can support your team from so far back with it. That feels. Uh, that feels like just a nice thing to do. Yeah. So uh, we can talk about uh, other weapon updates. Swole ink tanks. <laughs> what, was, what was the going on with that ink tank yours with the Splattershot Junior? I was using the Splattershot Junior, and in this last update, they um, made the ink tank larger. Like, comically larger. They didn't just give it more ink yeah. conception ability. They actually made the thing physically bigger. You know, you go into like an REI or like a Dix or something, and you look at all the like Nalgene water bottles, and there's the ones that you're like, oh, look at this one. I'm really thirsty. <laughs> and it's like, you know, big. It's like the size of a head. That's what this ink tank looks like. Yeah, now. That, that's the use for this thing. Which I guess sort of makes sense because you can look at an inkling and tell like what their ink capacity is, because otherwise you have to know what, the ink, uh, what each weapon's like ink capacity is. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's a. I don't know if it's just like a thing for it to make it like a more canonical or if it's like a, if there's something there to like help indoctrinate new players to uh, how weapons behave i don't know but then the other thing with the update was i think they made the tena missiles stronger yeah i felt that too mm -hmm. I, after you mentioned it, i really noticed the tena missiles seem to be way way more powerful which i i don't I, I hope that they made it so like the recharge time was slower or something on it because it feels like i I feel like the Tena Missiles were strong enough. Yeah, I didn't... Well, I wasn't having any problem being splatted by them before. The only, uh, like, uh, special I feel is kind of weak is the Splashdown after the last update, because that thing lost a lot of punch to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and I feel like I'm getting hit with more Tenta Missiles. Like, it seems like when they shows the arrows, like, you're being targeted with, like, three times as many sometimes. Yeah, and they're harder to get away from. Yeah. Like, once you see the circle, it's almost too late. You have to get away, like, immediately. Yeah, there's, yeah, no time to wait. So, I, I guess uh, uh, we'll keep you informed on that if the if they uh, if Nintendo decides to nerf it or something, but it's pretty weird. Mm -hmm. So, uh, speaking of overpowered, um, so cheats are an ongoing problem in Splatoon 2, and Nintendo's, like, still hasn't done anything, like, huge to address it. Uh-huh. 
Um, there have been up to there have been like uh, cheats that let people use combination special weapons that last forever, like a jetpack that just doesn't stop running, and you can fly as high as you want, and you can shoot like just constantly with it. Have you noticed that you can hit the A button or the X button and give a little boost to your jetpack if you get stuck somewhere? No, I didn't. So you can that. pop yourself because I get stuck a lot, like down below an edge. And you can push, I think it's A, you push A and it just pushes it up just a little bit to hopefully get you back over. That's pretty cool. I've tried that out. Yeah. Hot strats on the pod. Yeah. So we'll post a, we'll post a link uh, to the Polygon article on this, but um, there was a, uh, there have been like a, a few weird che- uh, cheats, including ones that let you like just take over the leaderboard. Not in terms of just playing really well. Well, I mean that too. Like apparently like only like super high ranked players are getting affected because uh, cheaters are soaring up through the ranks and they can play anybody they want. Yay! But the uh, like, as recently as uh, last week, somebody to somebody was able to just like change scores in the leaderboard and they put their own name up there. It says uh, Nintendo implement anti cheat now. Dang! And like the person that did it, like came forward and said, "Yeah, I I did that because uh, I'm willing to like get banned from Nintendo if they won't do anything about it." But yeah, they need to they need to do something about it. I. I feel like that, I mean, we're sort of fortunate that, like, we're just scrubs playing at lower ranks, so we're probably never going to see a cheater, but that's got to be rough if you dedicate a lot of time to getting good at this game, and there's just people that are cheating for no apparent reason other than just to make you mad. Yeah. Maybe that one person, this was, like, their resume for Nintendo, they're like, hire me! <laughs> hire me to implement your answer cheat. I'm a white hat hacker. Do hackers even wear hats anymore? I don't know. Usually it's like the driving caps to cover male pattern baldness, but... Um, less can... destructive cheats, what? Jamie. What are less destructive? Somebody got inside Krusty Sean's truck. <sighs> yeah, we posted ate... it on our Twitter. Oh, yeah, we did. And they ate all the food. What? No, they didn't do that. I'm like, they didn't do that. They just get in the truck. Which is pretty cool. They got in through the hood, which uh, uh, that's not normally the way I get into a truck. Um, but when you're a kid who transforms into a squid, yeah, well, how else are you going to do it? Go through the grill. You can't even go in the open door that he has in the back. You have to go through the engine. Yeah, you could very easily just like step inside. Yeah, no. N- nobody's stopping you. Krusty Sean wouldn't. No, he doesn't even look at you. He's like, whatever, I'm doing my thing. Uh, we should talk about this earlier, Jamie, but uh, ink- inkjet tower dipping. Uh, can you tell me about that hot strat? Because we were just covering inkjet strats. Oh, yeah. So the other thing with the inkjet, that I swear it has to be new. I don't think you could do it before. But I get the inkjet with the Octobrush. And you can, if you're especially if you're in tower, and you're using the inkjet and your teammate gets splatted, I mean, you should be, if your teammate is under fire and you have the jet, you should be shooting either at the person shooting them or shooting the tower so they have something to hide in. Yeah. But if they, everyone gets splatted and the tower is open and you're about to lose it, um, you can, as in the inkjet, uh, press... Which trigger is it? Uh, which one? The trigger that turns you back into a squid. But you can do that and it'll push you down into the ink oh, on the what? tower. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I had no idea. Yep. 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 So you can claim it again. Because the timer on the tower extends beyond, like... You get on it and you get off, which is a strategy a lot of people use. I can't use it because I can't ever get back, get back on time. If I'm on the tower, I have to stay on the tower. But people will get on and they'll get off the tower. And it'll hold it for, I don't know, a couple of seconds. And But then somebody's got to get back on it again. So if you're in, in the territory of you're in the inkjet, 
and you just need to claim the tower again, you can du duck back into the ink. And you can also do that if somebody's shooting at you, because people are much less afraid of the inkjet than they were when the game first released. Yeah, so. that was the that was like the terrifying mega weapon, and uh, like after people play a little bit, they realize, oh, this thing is not that powerful. Yeah, I can reach it, even though it's way up there. I feel like they should make the inkjet a little bit more powerful. Yeah, but... make it higher so that you don't get hit. Maybe it's just we're not good enough. Probably. Maybe it's maybe it is really great. I do really good with the inkjet in Rainmaker because I can use the inkjet to clear a path for the person with the Rainmaker, and then they can make it to the pedestal usually. That's a good strategy. But um, otherwise, I'm not very good with the inkjet. Um, something else I've noticed, though, is uh, lots of people have mixed gears or abilities on their pieces of gear. And so I have finally gone through and made myself a list of all of the gears or all the chunks you can put onto your gear. And I'm working on filling it all in with um, different, with all of the head pieces having something that's all the same and all of the body and all of the feet. And it takes 60 chunks to completely fill one piece <laughs> of gear. So I'm working really hard on that. And I've got three pieces of gear under each category that's full on in their slots. So none of them are the same thing. Are you going to try to coordinate outfits alongside this? Yes, I'm nice. totally... I go through, so I saw that I had, like, 60 run speed. And so I went through, like, all of the pieces of body gear I had and picked my favorite, like, shirt combo and made that my... That also has the run speed up as their main ability. And then just filled it all in with... I rolled... I cleared the chunks so I could use those for something else and then filled it all in with run chunks. So yeah, I'm totally just picking my favorite pieces out of the equipment I've got and filling them with the coordinating pieces of ability. It'd be really funny to roll with uh, um, 11 run chunks. Yeah. And just use an ink brush. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that's where I get eventually. I mean, that's a lot of scrubbing. And so I made sure with my Splatfest tea to scrub it two or three times a day, which means a lot of Splatfest or Splatoon, but that was worth it. I mean, 2000... 2,000 coins a uh, scrub is pretty pretty good considering it's like 20,000. Yeah. So yeah, do it. A... Whenever you get your, whenever the Splatfest announces, get your tea immediately and start scrubbing it like crazy. Other hot strats in this mm -hmm. pod. I mean, I've also heard the strategy of like filling a piece you really like with chunks that you're least likely to use and then taking a gamble and having merch re-roll those and sometimes those will all come up so they match the main ability. But I'd much rather just have complete control and just keep working at Grisco or eating something from Krusty Sean and then going into like a ranked battle and like work my way up that way. That's probably a reliable way. Yeah, it's probably why I don't rank up very fast. I'm A minus and everything, but at least I'm consistently A minus. I used to fluctuate between C and B and then it was B and A and now it's they're all A minuses, uh -huh. which is a great, but I mean, they're all consistently A minus. So it's not be an S someday. That's my goal. The first S rank. Probably being Rainmaker, because I think I'm the best in that one. So we, talk, we uh, covered a story earlier, mm -hmm. I think like uh, uh, last month, about a printable Octo expansion uh, sleeve for a Switch case. So printable Octo expansion sleeve. Yeah, so... Like 3D a, printable? No, like a, like like a, a printer? paper print. Oh, okay. So Nintendo offered as a uh, My Nintendo Rewards 
uh, reward that you could print an Octo expansion uh, like sleeve for. Oh yeah, I remember case. that for your for the case for the game. I get it. I got it. Well, now the printable Splatfest posters. Yeah, for Team Squid and Team Octopus. I haven't looked at them yet, but we're gonna stick them in the show notes. Okay, I looked at them. They were fun. I wanted one that was more like a like a Battle Royale poster or like a boxing match poster where it would have like an inkling facing off against the squid. They got their dukes up. Yeah, that's what I would have liked to see. Yes. But no! Uh, Other news in terms of Splatoon products coming out. They recently announced Octoling Amiibos. There's (gasps) three of them. I'm excited about the boy Octoling because he has the Octobrush. That's cool. He does look really cool. And the octopus is super cute. The Octoling girl has, an, I think, an E-leader, and then the uh, Octoform uh, of the Amiibos. Um, it looks it, it looks really good because it's got its arms crossed, just like the uh, Octopus like final boss of Aww. Splatoon 1, Splatoon 2. Uh, spoiler, Splatoon 2, is uh, the final boss, is also an octopus. But that's just in the single player. That's not in the Octo expansion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I, actually beat the, I actually beat the single player from both games, finally. So I'm going to have to pick up the Octo expansion and find out what the final boss is there. For sure. It'd be cool if it's a squid. Oh, something I heard about that wasn't in the show notes for us to talk about, but it's merchandise related. So there's an Octotune CD. Oh, yeah, they did release like a soundtrack from the Octo expansion. Yeah, and then um, I saw on the Splatoon 2 Facebook pages... Some people have gotten tickets, and apparently it's really hard to get into because it sells out. But Tower Records, I'm assuming in Japan. I mean, I know it's in Japan, but I'm assuming it's like, I don't know, somewhere fancy. It's happening in Ottawa. <laughs> what? Yep. Um, anyway, a Tower Records has a Splatoon 2 like, exhibit up. And so they have regular Splatoon 2 merchandise you can buy. So they have like a... Like a apron thing you can buy that's supposed to be no. like tower records themed but it's in the splatoon 2 like characters so it's weird text and stuff that's cool and they have that and they have t-shirts and of course they have like judd plushies and all that kind yeah. of stuff so they have lots of cool merchandise you can just buy at the tower Records store but then they also have an exhibit that you can get a ticket to go into that's like full of crazy splatoon 2 like art and that's really cool yeah super neat and i've seen there's some pictures on facebook about it so that's fun there's a really good uh if if you aren't able to get into tower records and buy a ticket uh you should check out the splatoon art book uh, oh yeah this that's releases fun. a uh, um the is releases a japanese ang- uh, language book uh, i think like uh 2016 thereabouts and there's very little text in it but it's like just jam-packed to the gills with art it's really cool yeah it's super fun i like it it's been a joy looking through it yeah, totally. I keep pulling it. Like the, I think they released like an English version, but I mean, I, there's maybe a couple pages translated as all. Yeah, you get the point. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. I have some shout outs. Whoa, this is a turn. This is a turn. Um, I actually had a uh, I actually had a crew to work with me at the end of the Splatfest. Oh, how'd that go for you? Not good. We lost every single round we played together. But you played together. Yeah. Um, but uh, Azure you. I think that's how you pronounce Ben's uh, screen name. Oh, just doxed him. And uh, Ruby, you were also appreciated for your contribution. And a friend from, uh, I think, the last Splatfest, Carly. Yay! We all worked together, and we were just like a, a big old team. And 
I remember they fought valiantly and we all lost. I never uh I never played with Alex because we were on different teams. Because the squid is the superior being. Yeah. Like octopus are always touted as these great, you know, camouflage and mimickers. But it's much harder to get footage of a giant squid than it is to get of an octopus. And they have octo- octo- octopose. I think that's the plural. Really? Yes. No. I don't know. Because an octopus is... Uh, is that Greek or Latin? I can't remember. It's, I think it's Latin because the people kept saying, oh, it's octopi. But the problem is pluralizing with an I is Greek. Yeah. So I, I guess octopose would make sense because that, that sounds more Latin. Octopose. Like shift. Um, and octopose end up in aquariums all the time. And you never see a giant squid in an aquarium. Yeah, but squid, uh, a giant octopus in an aquarium, you can totally pet them. That's true. You well, can you, pet I mean, an octopus. I, like, I can't do it. But Jamie and I went to the, uh, uh, by the way, recommend, recommendation for listeners of the show. If you like sea life and you're on the Oregon coast, uh, go to the Oregon Coastal Aquarium. Uh, uh, I yeah. don't know why you wouldn't have done that if you enjoy sea life and you're on the coast, but... Um, in Newport, Oregon, there's this uh, very nice uh, uh, aquarium that they have a giant uh, Pacific octopus, and occasionally uh, an attendant will give it a good petting. The first time we went, the octopus was crammed up into the corner of its little tank, and we were looking up at it, and then suddenly this hand appeared from the top. and Which it was, was just terrifying. And it was just petting it, and the octopus loved it. It was yeah, super cute. It just like climbed up in there. It was just like getting up in the hand. Yeah, and the hand was just rubbing him down, and he liked it. It was cute. It's got to feel pretty good. You're an octopus. You got a, you got all those eight sucker arms and having a hand with bones vigorously rub your head. That's got to feel pretty good. Oh, yes. It's got to be like one of those back scratcher things before an octopus. Totally. They don't know what it's like to have fingers. Yeah. Um, or nails. Uh. Do you know the, the colossal squid has hooks on its tentacles? Yes. That's so weird. Isn't that amazing? How did they get that, work that deal out? And their eyes are like the size of dinner plates. Ugh, so oh cool. Remember when we saw, was it a giant squid or, a, no, it must have been a giant squid we saw at the Smithsonian when we were in D.C. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly the, dead, but. Listeners on the East Coast, if uh, you're into sea life, go to the Smithsonian <laughs> because they got a dead giant they squid They have a there. dead giant squid. It's a, little, it's a little sad to look at. It looks like a big piece of jerky and uh, a yellow test tube. Have you ever watched that documentary? Maybe you must have because I've seen it, so you have to have watched it with me. But um, of they caught either a colossal squid or a giant squid dead, and they were trying to dissect it before it all just like deteriorated because, I mean, it's oh, a yeah. squid. It's not going to hang out very long. And so they had this massive thing that they're trying to fit into a massive tank, and it's got to smell horrible, and they're trying to dissect it before it just Throws is nothing. Poop. Yeah. It's the hard part about finding any of that kind of stuff. It's just, I mean, you find it inside of whales when whales wash up. I can't imagine that's very good for uh, um, preservation either. Yeah. And so uh, inside of a whale seems antithetical to preserving anything. Can I tell you one of my beeps about Splatfest? Yeah, totally. So I'm a level 67. Not, I'm not great at Splatoon. I just play it a lot. That's what that means. And I always feel like the old matron because every time <laughs> I get into a splat fest, I am the highest ranked person. Is it because Aww. all the high ranked people, by now I should have made friends and have like private discords and things with people? I love playing with new players though. I think it's super fun because you can tell when they're a new player and it's fun to just kind of help them out. And I, I can imagine no hell worse than getting into a uh, Rando's discord to play games with them. Yeah. 
That seems like that actually seems like legit bad. Like I like playing uh, with voice chat with people I I know in in like real life. Yeah. Um, would never do it with randos. I don't know. Uh, that just seems like the worst thing ever. I don't use voice chat at all, just because I don't like voice chat. And but I love playing with random people. It, it sucks when people are telling you playing video games wrong. Yeah, I don't like that. That's the worst thing ever. Like it sucks all the fun out. Well, see, being the way I am with anxiety and everything, I like judge myself enough and like. I have a great imagination, so I can just imagine how other people are judging me. I don't really need to hear it, so I'm good. Uh, the, the guys I play games with, like it's—I uh, I don't know if there's like a tacit agreement. We don't like—we just don't discuss each other's gameplay. But yeah, there's there's occasionally like a um, there's occasionally like a, a, a hall monitor that says, "Now oh, you're playing that wrong," and I don't know. Sometimes sometimes we snap at them. I really just prefer just having the booyah this way or ouch. Yeah, that's all you. That's need. fine. That, I get it. I get what everything. you're telling me. You, you can communicate everything that's worth communicating in a video game with those three words. But I really like playing. I think the closest to me was maybe in the 50s. And maybe it's because they've started second or third accounts or whatever. But I always feel like I'm playing with a bunch of new people, which is super fun. Because they're excited and they booyah you back more than like seasoned players do. And I love booyahing. Yeah, totally. It's worth doing. Nintendo recommends you do it. Mm-hmm. That's how you're supposed to play the game. That's why it's there. Use it. Oh, man, can you, can you imagine being too cool for a booyah? Ugh, I would hate that life. You're Why saying, would you play Splatoon? You're seeing your Discord and you're just like, booyah, woo me, with all your friends. <laughs> like, you get Discord, but you just say the same stuff you can say. That you would do. Ouch! <laughs> booyah! Vivo. I, I booyah when um, somebody saves me in uh, Salmon Run, because it's, like, the only way to say thank you. And I... I don't know. I like to booyah at the beginning of a match to like build team spirit, and you can tell how well your team's gonna play depending on how many people booyah back. No, I think there is actually like a property of booyahs. Yeah. Um, like the lower it is, like the less likely I think your team's gonna have synergy. Yep. Or they're gonna be there to support you, or if you super jump to them, they're gonna be covering you, which sometimes you can't do. Like you do your best, and then they splat you, and then they splat your person who's super jumping to you. But, um. Yeah, I like just those limited conversations. Plus, I'm not much of a conversationalist usually, so I'd much rather just silently play. Yeah, I'm not sure what's to say in a game besides uh, um, either making fun of your own performance or just like shouting expletives. I mean, it's only good for when, because you and I play in the same room when we do, when we can play together and... um, we do. We generally don't do like any coordinating. Like, okay, I'm gonna go this way. You go that way. But like, we don't generally don't do that because that's boring. I don't want you to tell me what to do. Yeah. I try to tell you when somebody is like coming up behind you, though. Yeah, but that's ghosting. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to. Well, I think like if I mean if, you're, if I'm standing if you behind you and out. they splat me, I can tell you that I they are coming. Actually, they're right no, behind I guess, you. I guess like ghosting is so. Listeners, uh, there's other video games that if you get taken out, you don't respond in like five seconds. What? So I guess that like that's okay. To, I guess it's okay in Splatoon to do that because we'll be back in like five seconds. Yeah. But like in Counter Strike or whatever, that's uh, I would call that cheating in like Counter Strike. What? Yeah, because like in Counter Strike, get taken out and then like it's. You're not supposed to tell your teammates. I don't think so because like the, there's like a concept of like when you get taken out, you can't communicate inside the game with each other. What? Yeah. So it's so you can't be like, oh, there's a guy at such and such. Like, I mean, the the point is like if someone's doing really well, they want to make sure that that person can keep doing well. Maybe this is why most of my friends list has abandoned Splatoon for Fortnite. <laughs> They're all playing Fortnite now. It's true because on the Splat, like while I was playing Splatfest, 
there were tons of people who I kept getting notifications that they're online, but they're in Fortnite. I'm like, oh. I should have brought that reference around to Fortnite because uh, Fortnite has like a similar concept instead of Counter-Strike, the game that is, uh, I think, 15 year old, <laughs> fifteen years old now. Mm-hmm. No, it's um, it's uh, 19 years old now. Oof. It's a really old video game. It can vote. It definitely can. It should vote in the next election. I don't think it should. Counter- if, if there's a game that could vote, um, uh, it shouldn't be Counter-Strike. <sighs> Even if their vote isn't what you would vote, it's still important. I don't think humans would vote for what Counter-Strike votes for. Oh, right. yeah, It's pretty bad. So, uh, you got any shout-outs? No. Um, I got one more shout-out. Uh, play Counter-Strike. It's really good. Uh, that's it. Bye, listeners. Bye. Bye.